This podcast is made possible thanks to my sponsors. And let me tell you about the sponsor for this episode, and that is Spoken. Spoken is a company that helps you improve your English online in various ways. And they've produced a really cool murder mystery story for learners of English. Let me tell you about it. It's called The Wrong Man. And I recommend that you check it out. You listen to the episodes that they've produced. And you can also download all the extra stuff that they've provided. It can help you learn English and have fun at the same time. If you're interested in pop culture and learning English, then The Wrong Man should be perfect for you. Uh, the story is specifically designed to help you learn English, and it's all done through the medium of a cool and mysterious detective narrative. It's all audio, recorded properly with actors and background sounds and all, this, and all that stuff. Uh, here's what they're offering you, all four parts of this audio story. And by the way, this is all free. They're offering it to you completely free. Four parts of the audio mystery story, transcripts for each part so you can listen and repeat or just check the words and phrases that you're hearing. There are study guides to help you learn English effectively from each part of the story. And also you can get access to their Facebook group where you can see live video conversations with the actors and the writers and you can send the messages to ask questions about the English in each part. And also, there's the chance to win some prizes in the giveaways that they're doing. You can get all of that stuff and more completely free by going to getspoken.com slash LEP. Okay, so check out The Wrong Man, Solve the Murder Mystery and Learn English at the same time. Getspoken.com slash LEP for all the details. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello. Here is part two of this Film Club episode about Avengers Endgame, which is hitting the cinemas this week. You should listen to part one of this first, obviously, because that's how numbers work. I'm a fan of these films, and so I like talking about them and listening to other people talk about them. I hope that's also true for you. Hopefully, if you're into this stuff, it will provide you with some engaging audio content in English to help you get that all-important listening practice into your weekly routine. In this episode, you're going to hear the rest of my conversation with Fred and uh, then some rambling from me about things like fan theories and predictions for Avengers Endgame. Uh, we still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Uh, Fred and me, neither of us have actually seen it yet. I'm seeing it later this afternoon. So this episode contains no spoilers for the film. There will be spoilers for Avengers Infinity War, but I'm just assuming that you've seen that. Okay. So in this part of the conversation, you'll hear Fred and me talking about these things. So there's a quick recap of Thanos's plan from Avengers Infinity War. There are some predictions for Avengers Endgame and the future of the franchise... Uh, we t I talk mainly with Fred about stuff like the way that Marvel Studios are managing the franchise as a whole and the future of, um, you know, this this film. What is it? What do they call it? Uh, a sit this cinematic universe um, in terms of predictions and fan theories for the film itself and what exactly is going to happen. Uh, keep listening 
because after my conversation with Fred, I'll talk on my own about that stuff and I'll ramble on about some of the fan theories and, and other predictions. Uh, but back to the conversation with Fred. After we've talked about Marvel and Avengers and stuff, the conversation then turns to Star Wars, actually, and our responses to Star Wars Episode Eight versus fan responses to that film on YouTube, uh, what we liked about it, what wasn't so good about it. Uh, and we talk about the new trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine, like briefly, and give our thoughts about the future of the Star Wars franchise. And there are a few comments about other film franchises too. Um, so this part of the conversation lasts about 30 minutes. And after that, as I said before, I'm going to keep rambling on my own about some of the things that we missed, specifically fan theories. And by fan theories, yes, I will be mentioning that idea that uh, the Avengers are going to beat Thanos uh, by basically shrinking Ant-Man down to uh, you know the size of, a, of an ant. And then he can crawl inside Thanos uh, in using one of the orifices in his body, an ear, uh, nostril, or maybe the bum hole, and uh, then expanding to uh, his massive uh, size, uh, sort of exploding Thanos in the process. I don't think that's going to happen in the film, but it's certainly a theory that uh, a lot of people have been talking about, that basically Ant-Man will shrink down to a tiny size, crawl into Thanos' bum, and then suddenly increase his size, expand quickly and kill Thanos in the process. I would be very surprised if they did that in the film, but who knows? We've no idea. Anyway, I'll talk about those fan theories and stupid things like that uh, after this conversation. Um, As ever, check the page for this episode on my website, teacherluke.co.uk, for some scripts, notes and videos. All right, so let's now jump back into my conversation with Fred. And here we go. At the end of Infinity War, obviously Thanos, who collected all the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. and put them into this gauntlet, he, yeah. uh, he clicked his fingers, and half of uh, of all life are he in the. Gone for the head. He should have. Uh, Thor should have gone for the head, but he. Uh, Thanos clicked his fingers, and half of all life in the universe was wiped out. This is Thanos' plan to make the the universe a better place because he thinks the universe is overpopulated. Mm-hmm. Really, make the universe like, great again. There's quite a lot of uh, yeah. There's quite <laughs> there's quite a lot of planets in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. that don't seem to have a lot of people on them, right? Yeah, 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 a, lot yeah, of, yeah. a lot of deserted areas. <laughs> am I wrong? And yet Thanos, can't you just click your fingers and re re rehouse people? <laughs> No, you have to kill them. Okay, yeah. Let's make let's make the universe great again. But it makes said. sense in his head, so it's true. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. He's a madman. But- that that's why it's a great villain because he makes sense to himself and to crazy people. It's kind of like uh, uh, you're not too far to what some people say in the real world. Like let's stop having babies. A lot. Yeah. Like, a lot, okay. Yeah. A lot of a lot of crazy yeah. ideas out there. But Malthusian, yeah, as I said. I said he's a madman. He's actually the mad titan. To yeah, be, exactly. To be uh, exact. So, mm. um, for the characters, for, uh, for our characters, uh, the Avengers, um, mm. obviously, they're dealing with this uh, guy who's, you know, done a terrible, terrible thing to the universe, but also, on a personal level, they've lost some of their closest friends mm. and people who mean so At much to have. At least half of the people in the story are, are gone, and that includes you know a whole roster of characters that we've um, you know mm. got to know over the 
course of the 21 Spider-Man. films. Spider-Man, for example, and that Black... Was a, that Black, was an emotional scene. Spider-Man man. was the tough one, wasn't it? I don't it? want to die, man. I feel cold. I was like, damn, he's a, he's a kid. Oof. Yeah. Oh, rough sh- rough stuff. Good props to, to to you know Marvel Studios for, yeah. for for doing that scene because that was a tough scene where this yeah. young this young guy, Spider Man, who's full of uh potential and yeah. it's just and the hope. Be- and hope and the beginning of his life and he's one of the guys who gets uh dusted. Uh yeah, that was yeah, uh, quite yeah, yeah, a yeah. quite a tough scene to, to watch. So what's yeah. gonna happen? Are they going to uh somehow reverse the snap? Or what? Um, How are they gonna? What What are they gonna do now? I, I mean, know, man. I, and, and anyway, what? Sorry, what's yeah. the What's the whole point of this uh, This film? Because uh, in the last one, it was Thanos is coming. He's going to do this thing, so yeah. we've got to stop him. Now it's like we're just sitting around. The, the whole point is like we've got to go and 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 just um, get revenge on him. Or is I that don't it? Know, maybe maybe reverse it. I I don't do too much theory anymore because I first of all, it's always a wormhole, and you'll when I, you start reading everything on the internet, you just can't spend your whole life reading. And, I mean, I really don't know. I, I I think maybe there's thinking more about, like, the business side. How they probably want to, you know, restart the next phase of movies with kind of a new roster of characters. There's a possibility of, like, some contracts ending. So, you know, maybe, like, the, the original Avengers maybe will be gone by the end of the movie or like either in a separate universe or like just you know dead mm-hmm. uh like the iron man the thor i don't know maybe, maybe captain america you know like do you think people are some of our characters like are gonna some die like, some iconic actors either die or go basically whichever version i've i've know. got a feeling that captain america is rather than dying i think he'll just go back in time to be with peggy Oh damn! <laughs> that's that's obviously what's going to happen. That's going to be so cute. Oh, maybe that's, yeah. That's maybe. what he'll do. That's what he'll do. Oh, with the time stone. Uh, yeah, but like because now you have basically Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, like no Black Panther, like fame, um, uh, popular new characters to you know build a new team of Avengers, etc. To re- because this is when this will never end. This will get. The re- the sad reality is that this will go on until we're all soured and we hate <laughs> all these movies. <laughs> As it has happened with everything we know. Every, every single popular movie has been run into the ground because of money imperatives. So for now, let's enjoy it while it lasts. Um, Do you reckon this is the end, that the after Endgame, it's just downhill from here? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that... Um, I'm saying that as long as it's working, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be there. Like there's there's no coming there's no coming back from this type of movies because they're so popular. They're 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 big event movies, especially now in the age of Netflix and Disney Plus coming. Um, there's no there's gonna be less and less space for smaller movies in the cinema. So cinemas are gonna be for big movies, and they figured out big movies are gonna be like horror movies, superhero movies, adventure movies. Uh, so they're just gonna do them, you know, forever. Ad infinitum. Is that how you say it? infinitum? Ad infin. Ad infinity war. Ad. And infinitum. In, in, how do you say it, though? Yeah. How do you actually say it? Come on, Wikipedia, don't let me down. Oh, God. In pronunciation? I don't think there... Is there Anfini- any Latin... Ad infinitum? I, I need to know. Ad infinitum. Sake. Come on, Look. internet. T- give me the pronunciation. Is there any Latin... Um, f- uh, how do you say that? Phonetics? 
I don't think there's any there's recording. There's just ways of... that there's just the standard way everyone says it. I don't know if it's Latin phonetics. There are no, we don't know how Latin was pronounced. Yeah. But we do know how most people say this, and it's like this. It's like this. Ad infinitum. Ad infinitum. Ad infinitum. Okay. okay. So, so uh, you think that that. Uh, the Marvel movies are just going to go yeah. on ad infinitum, meaning forever. Hollywood never stopped anything popular, ever, ever. There's just that's just how businesses work, you know. Actually, to be clear, ad infinitum basically is when something is repeated again and again in the same way. Yeah. So they'll just repeat the same formula until same basically cycle. the yeah. money runs out or yeah. the money dries up. Either they're going to make some mistakes along the way, cast the wrong people, do the weird movies. Maybe maybe the day Kevin Feige decides to retire and the next executive is not as good. Or maybe they'll be good for like 50 years. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Anything's Hope, possible. I, mean, I always go into a movie. As you know, I watch a ton of movies. And I I've see plenty, good, bad, anything. I always go hoping it's good. You know, I never go in, you know. I went into Shazam hoping it was good. Yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, I th- there is not as lot as much credit for DC as there is for Marvel, but I never mm-hmm. go in, you know, to hate a movie. Uh, so I hope that all the Marvel movies stay entertaining in the way they've been. Um, but yeah, so, so t- talking about what's going to happen in Endgame, yeah, I think maybe some characters are gonna, you know, uh, give uh, give the way to like the newer, younger. Characters. I mean, yeah, Iron so. Man has been what, like, seven movies? I don't even know. Iron Man 1, 2, 3, Captain America Civil War, Avengers 1, 2, 3, and uh, Spider Man, so like eight movies. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, we know already that there's a new Spider Man film coming out. Is it later far, this year? Far From Home, yeah. I think in July. So so that's odd because we. Uh, so, yeah. So Spider Man will be back somehow. We don't know how. But again, they, they have to change the formula. They can't keep it so tightly. Um, ordered in the way they did because, you know, if not, they're going to tire people. I think they're going to loosen the formula a little bit, let some movies be on their own here and there, not care so much about the timeline because, you know, looking for example at the X-Men and how much they screwed up their timelines, you see that, okay, as long as the movie is good, if Logan is good, I don't care if it's before or after what, I just know that Logan is a great movie and that's it, you know, like on its own. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, probably Marvel will change their, the way they, like, you know, coordinate their movies, uh, so to say. Even now, they already start to, like, loosen up a little bit and not connect things too tightly to each other, at least as far as the story of the movie goes. So, yeah. Okay. A lot of things, I don't know. But I, also, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't do too many pre- predictions. Okay. Um, I, I, again, I've, I didn't want the trailer you showed me now because I tried to stay as clean uh, as possible. You're absolutely right. You should avoid all of the. the st- I've always yeah. thought that you should avoid as much information yeah. going into the film as possible, mm. so that you're not influenced or your expectations yeah. are not built up too much. Also, that you don't sometimes see the best jokes. <laughs> yeah, which happen happens with bad movies, but still, absolutely the best way to see a film is to know nothing about it in advance and just go in completely fresh. Do I you think. see that? Do you see that ever? Do you do that ever? Rarely. Um, I mean, I did with the... um, uh, No, I I think I'm able to manage my expectations. So Mm. I've got to a point where I I can sort of binge on some of the the trailers and the theory videos Mm -hmm. while also keeping uh, a sort of... You uh, manage to like... I can keep my... mental separation. I can keep my... Yeah, I've got the mental separation where I can keep my distance from it. I can enjoy 
the theory videos for just what they are, mm. but I'm able to wipe my memory okay. b- and before yeah. I go into the film and just enjoy it for what it yeah, is. Yeah. That's what I did with um, Star Wars, the, the Last Jedi. Uh, mm. And, and uh, I, mm. I I was watching all the stuff, all the theories yeah. and everything. I got all yeah. into all those stupid Snoke theories. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you and, were and rewarded it, it did not accordingly. Af- it did not affect my enjoyment of the film. Yeah. I really enjoyed The, the yeah, Last we Jedi. we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, really I enjoyed it a lot. I, 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 I went to one of the earliest screenings um, mm-hmm. and I, I, absolutely, I absolutely loved it. I um, at like 1 a.m. Yeah. The um, first day possible. Yeah. It was really late. But I, I really enjoyed it, and then uh, without any judgment, that's the thing. I, mm. I didn't really. Ex- I, I as I was going in, I was like, I'm going to expect nothing from this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a result, my expectations were only exceeded. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I then came out of the cinema, and as I said to you before, yeah. I thought, oh, I'd love to know what everyone else is thinking about this. Yeah. And I checked out all the r- videos on YouTube, and everyone was like really hating it. And yeah. And and I just thought, what what's wrong with everyone? And and. Now, with distance and time, I look yeah. back on it and think, yeah, I understand why everyone didn't like yeah. it. It was a mess and all that did, stuff. Did you rewatch it? Uh, I, no, I haven't rewatched it. Okay. I, uh, I have. But yeah, I, th- I think like you, uh, I'll say that the main, the, for me, the core of the movie, which is um, basically Ray and Kylo. Yeah. Basically, like that, that, that the new uh, antagonists of the movie, for me, that worked superbly like i really like you know the moment when he asks her to join him yeah and she refuses that was like i thought that was brilliant that was really good he's like join me please please please. he pauses and he says please Please. and you're like and he holds out a hand please and she she's disgusted by it yeah and she's like she's like like, no i'm never gonna join you the rift is the new rift is created because all all the way up to that point you were thinking the you know they're being drawn pulled together they're they're gonna get together and what's gonna happen is she gonna go dark is he gonna go light and it gets to that point where they have that amazing fight even though Uh, the fight is like ridiculous and 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 theatrical and all that stuff it's Um, all like red Red armor, yeah, Japanese yeah. style fighting. I it's loved great, that, and the great. fire in the background. Great, and great, I great, absolutely great. loved it, and I yeah. loved the the twist where Snoke gets chopped in half. Yeah, and I like that. People I, hate. Yeah, people I, hated I don't know, that. Yeah. Do you think people hated it because it's kind of like? I think it, in part, it was just Ryan Johnson who directed the movie. Yeah. By the way, I like how. If we can like slowly go into Star Wars, Wars talk for a second, yeah. Have you you've watched the the trailer? Obviously, I've watched the new Star and, Wars trailer. And you've yeah. seen you've seen Lando and the you've heard the cackle, yeah, of the the emperor. Of the emperor. Yeah, the emperor. Um, Apparently, the emperor is back. If you, yeah, yeah. if you, I mean, yeah, they, they showed the 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 wreck of the Death Star. Yeah, and, but that uh, Death Star got blown to into dust. So I think what what but happened anyway? Anyway, which is why I kind of like to see the business side of it. Yeah. What happened was that they were like, okay, we have to do Star Wars 7. Who do we bring in? Let's take J.J. Abrams. He he knows how to bring back the spirit of old movies. He did it with Super 8, with Spielberg movies. Star Trek, he did it well. Yeah. He knows how to take big properties and turn them into like, you know. People, he did Star Wars 7. People were like, we liked it, but it was kind of the same. So they were like, okay. Give us something people new People liked different. it, but how about we go a completely different route. We take a guy who did like, Three movies? I don't know exactly how many movies Ryan Johnson did, quite, but quite good ones. No, no, good ones. Like Looper. He did Looper. I, I haven't watched Brick, uh, I, but I've, I've I've seen Looper, and you know, let's 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 let him do his thing. It was a bold move, I he, have to say. It was crazy, crazy move. And then he did his stuff, you know. And then they're like, okay. 
Yeah, we made money, but people hated it. So how about we go back? We rehire old guy, and we keep bringing back things people love from before mm. because we tested we tested the same as before thing and the different thing and turned out the same as before worked out better so let's let's bring back more stuff let's bring it back but i mean with star wars it's basically no one is ever really gone yeah <laughs> yeah right no one is ever really gone have you seen uh, the red letter media video yeah, oh, yeah it's funny Any, anyway um but uh <laughs> For me, it's like, yeah, Star Wars fans... Star Wars is a franchise, obviously, I, I love it, and I'm mm. I'm not... I'm a fan, but... And obviously, I'm probably a bit weird, but <laughs> I'm not one of these crazy fans who gets so upset and angry. No. If the film isn't good, I'll just be like, fine, forget about it. Some of these people, they take it so seriously that it's kind mm. of like to the level of it being like a, poli- a, po- a political uh, sort yeah. of yeah. outrage. That, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah they connected with some political stuff or like, you know, the, the casting and everything, which <sighs> I these- don't, I, I, for me, it's never as important as why the movie works or not. You know what I mean? Like, um, first of all, I think Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray, is great. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like Finn. Never really liked Finn from the start. But again, that doesn't really have anything to do with the casting and all the backgrounds. So for me, I like the business stuff, you know, like understanding how, you know, the produce. again, I check producer, like Kathleen Kennedy, which is like the Star Wars boss, how she must be pulling her hair, trying to figure out what, what the hell are we going to do? do? What do these people want? You can't make it. Uh, as I was going to say, that Star Wars is, is uh, now, it's a case of um, diminishing returns. Yeah. Like the longer it goes on, the worse yeah. it's going to get. Really, it's, and because it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't, damn if you do, damned if you don't. Also, you know, they they did too much. They did way too much. They just too many films. Yeah, they stretched it so much. It's like they were like, we're going to give you a film every year, two yeah. films every year. But I mean, that's what Marvel are doing. So they probably thought, well, it works for Marvel, so it's going to work Marvel for us. Marvel took their time again. Marvel is doing it now because so many things are in motion that you can allow yourself to basically the the. Sp- in a way, so many wheels are spinning that it's okay to release several movies. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the, the for example, you have the Spider-Man movie is working on its own. Mm. So you can release a Spider-Man movie as well. Because mm. you took the time to, you know, build up everything slowly. So now, obviously, with the momentum, you can release more and more movies. Like, I think, yeah, it used to be one movie, then two movies a year, then quite recently, I think, maybe last year or two years ago, three movies a year. Right. You know? But it, you know, it took the time necessary necessary time to make it happen. But with Star Wars, it's like, first of all, it it never the way you did it. You always did like one movie every two, three years from the beginning. You know, like yeah. The seven, it was 77, 87, 80, 80, 83. 80, 83. And then the 99, new, 2002, yeah, 2005. So it's like, okay, there's a rhythm there. You build up expectation. You take the time to make those damn movies. Mm. You tell one story. You know, like this. And then you start to cram things in between. For example, the what typically happened with the solo movie. Which, Han, the Han Solo movie. Han Solo movie, which I didn't really like a lot, but... You just like you hear all these things about how the movie's in trouble, mm. etc., and you just want to say, "Slow down, take your time, make that." I don't think you need to make that movie anyway, but if you want to make it, just slow down. But again, they they can't. So many things are at stake. Mm. They they have to go to see through with the strategy, and now I feel that they kind of hurt the the value. Of you think it's it's irre irre vocably uh, no, damaged I, now no i think they they'll if 
they played smart, I hope. They're going to cancel all the superfluous stuff they planned. Uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Boba Fett. And it's like, ugh. Uh, who who cares? I just uh, I I would quite like to see an Obi Wan film. I would too, but to not in honest. this context. Um, yeah, but I've just got this feeling that I don't know if they can just look. They I think they can repair themselves from this, and if they can, oh no, I think they can. I think, I think can. the thing it's, is, they it's need not, to. It's not. I mean, they came back from the prequel, so really, they need to start making smaller films. Yeah. That's what they should do. They should make smaller movies. So if they did an Obi-Wan film, it shouldn't be about the fate of the universe. No. I was talking to my brother about this. I, was, I, I think that if they did an Obi-Wan movie, it should just be Obi-Wan Kenobi deals with some local trouble. In the desert. In the desert. You know, yeah. there's that scene in the original uh, Star Wars A New Hope mm. where um, Obi-Wan and Luke go to Han Solo to get his help. And he's mm-hmm. like, what is it? Some kind of local trouble? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. the film should be. Yeah, some exactly. kind of local, local trouble. trouble. Yeah. Makes so sense. it's just Obi-Wan uh, is trying to be a hermit. Yeah. He's trying not to get into any trouble. Yeah. He's just living in a, in a little hut yeah. in and, Tatooine. Yeah. And then have you seen that film last man standing with um, Bruce Willis and Christopher Walken? It's basically no. Bruce Willis. It's it just is a stranger in town mm-hmm. and he just wants to mind his own business. <laughs> But he gets entangled in yeah, local yeah. trouble. Yeah. And next thing you know, you've got Christopher Walken is walking into his, his room going, you shot some of our guys. We're going to have to put you down. You know, and then it's like a big war between him and Christopher Walken's people. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's all yeah, set this in this one thing, horse yeah. town. They pull so, him back in. Yeah, it should just be... Um, not even they pull him back in. Not even that. It's just Obi-Wan... He's saying, "I don't want any trouble. Just leave me alone." And and they're and they're going, but you know, you, you and it's Christopher Walken, right? He's mm-hmm. the bad guy in the film. That's yeah. what it should be. And he's like, oh. "You shut, you, you shut." <laughs> he owns the cantina yeah. in Mos Eisley. He's yeah, like, you, obviously, you chopped a guy's hand off. You, we can't let you get away with this. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. if they put Christopher Walken in the Soros universe, it's gonna yeah. be broken forever. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that with a long robe. People are saying that you're a Jedi. <laughs> Prove it. You know, um, uh, but no, no. I, I think it would be like he gets involved in local gangs trouble, and he's trying yeah. not to use his powers. Yes, he's yeah. he doesn't use his powers. Yeah, of course. And he's just trying to keep a low profile, and then at the end, he he kind of does. And but then, he has to because you yeah. know he's Obi Wan. But then, and he's keeping an eye on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He protects yeah. Owen. Owen. Yeah. Uh, uh, he protects Luke Skywalker's family yeah. without Luke Skywalker realizing it, without having to introduce Luke yeah. Skywalker so into the thing. You think, you think there shouldn't be a scene where somebody asks him what his name? He says Obi. No, uh, Ben. Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Sorry, not Obi. Obi who? Like, uh, ben. How many of the? How many are you with anyone else? Like, no, I'm on my own. It's like, okay, I call you Obi One. <laughs> I always thought that was funny in, in Star Wars: A New Hope, where Luke goes to 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 see him, and he's like, uh, "Is your name Obi Wan Kenobi?" And he goes, "Obi One Kenobi." That's a name I haven't heard since. And then I always thinking think of him saying Obi One Kenobi. Well, no, I haven't seen Obi One Kenobi for ages. I've seen Obi Two Kenobi. I play golf with Obi Three Kenobi, but no, Obi One Kenobi. I haven't seen him for years. Damn. Um, so, yeah. uh, um, all right. Of course, I, I was referencing uh, Solo, how he get his name, which is... Right. <sighs> it, he's on his it own. It made me cringe. 
it made you cringe the way that Han Solo got his name. Yeah. Because he's trying to uh, get because through it's, customs. It's typically, it's just a cool name. But how does he get his name? Just remind us. Uh, because basically he's trying to escape his home planet of... Corellian? Corellia. Corellia. And he's basically at the the border, like the... He's customs. He's at customs. <laughs> he's at passport immigration control. <laughs> yeah, that's, space, that's it. Space customs. And the guy says, so what's, what's your what's name? Your name? Uh, Han. Han. It's like, yeah, what's your full name? It's like, I don't have a full name. I don't know. I don't have a family. I'm on my own. And the guy's like... Mm. How about solo? And he goes, he goes, okay, you're on your own. Um, we'll just mark it solo. I, I always think that, And Han Solo was born. I think I always think there's a scene where it's like, okay, how about Han Uno? No? Don't like it? Mm, Han on your own? Han no. alone. To take it? Yeah, yeah. Han one? No, that's already used. Han orphan. <laughs> Han no friends at all. Too long. Too long. Han lonely bastard. <laughs> Yeah, and then they settle on hand solo. That sounds good, doesn't it? You like yeah. that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty good. They should name a whole film yeah. out after that. Yeah, this solo. Is a, we're doing Harrison Ford impressions. Hand solo. Even there, we're doing impre- we're doing impressions of an actor. We're doing impressions of an actor doing a hand mm-hmm. solo impression. Uh, we're doing impressions of an actor doing yeah. a Harrison Ford impression. Exactly. Uh, but even that movie, uh, it was I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I liked it. it was just stupid fun and and yeah. and, and uh, I like the end. I like like I like the chewy stuff, like head and chew, and I like the ending when they actually went to do something, and then the whole basically fussing around was like I, I thought this, I'm bored. the the social justice warrior robot was a bit stupid. I like, I, I find it funny. I found that funny as I well. That funny. Also, it's I like kinda, the, the, the the actor Phoebe Waller Bridge who did Fleabag. I, Oh, is that her? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, She's voicing yeah. a robot. So I was like, oh, this is funny. This is fine. Because um, it's almost like Star Wars was making fun of itself. Yeah, With the idea bit. that, you know, like our fans hate social justice warriors so much that mm. we're going to put a character mm. in mm. it that is taking the piss out of social yeah. justice warriors. That, that's very Disney to be a little too self-referential. I, wait, did I? It was a little annoying, but it was fine. It was fine. It was mostly just like the whole, like, let's go through all the things we know about Han Solo. The name, the gun, the, the yeah. ship, the partner, the land. I was like, okay, okay. can the story start? Or And then the, when the story started with, like, the, the gang of young, like, when she removes the mask, she's like a young girl. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like, you know, you think, you know, the, little, the little twist, and then he's forced to, like, make a decision about. Uh, but, like, the way he meets her, he's like, Former love, in a bar. Yeah, I don't know. That that was not that bad. That, no, it, I, I it, like the fact that, that wasn't. With- no, that wasn't bad. It's the fact that then there's when they left each other, they were like, "I'm the love of your life," and whatever. And then she's like, "Hey, what's up, Han?" I'm like, "No, I, I got that. I think that was all right because that. like she, both her and him at the beginning, they were stuck in this crap situation. Mm-hmm. He was the best that she could do there, yeah. but she's hot and and intelligent and yeah. skilled and stuff." And, so she attaches herself to him because he's the best that she can get in that situation. Mm. Uh, but he's just just a flyboy, you know. He's not all that. He's yeah. not all that great. He's just a lucky sort of 
guy who's got some skills and but he's a bit of a loser as well uh and and uh no i, I can't agree with that but but, but as soon as she manages to escape the situation that they're both trapped in she mm. gets her in, herself into another situation and there's a she manages to rise up to the 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 next bet the yeah. best guy in that mm. she always gets to the the uh most the option powerful in the option yeah. in that situation and that ends up being Paul Bettany's character yeah. and when she's got that she's like I don't even want to acknowledge I know you yeah. because you're going to make me look bad in front of these new people that I'm hanging around with yeah but when they're alone when is she also like blank faced I don't know but no when when they're alone yeah because she can't she actually can't be the know. same person she used anyway, to be. Because- I, didn't, I didn't. Anyway, it's just details or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, no, actually, uh, I would, I would, I would like to see more solo. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like Hat and Chewy. There's like adventure Hat and Chewy. Okay. Anyway, the okay. new the new Star Wars film is coming out in December this the year. Right. And uh, before got- or after Frozen Two, because if we're talking about business, Disney. Oh, I, don't, I can't talk about Frozen. tearing it out. I don't know about Frozen. I know it's a huge thing, but I don't know... Good yet. movie, not better than Tangled. I don't know about Tangled either. Thanks I'm not there yet. Me. When my daughter grows up, then I'll be mm. able to tell you all about it. But The, but the, the, the quote-unquote prince character in Tangled is voiced by the guy who plays Shazam. Oh, really? Same guy? I keep connecting Oh, I might watch that because won't, I won't be able to see his hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- Frozen is fine. Uh, yeah, Frozen too. Um, I mean... I watch it. I watch. Every, I, I watch everything. So the new. St- I saw a comment on YouTube uh, under the Star Wars trailer, and mm-hmm. it said the new film title should be St- Star Wars Episode Nine: The Last Hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kinda. Because this is Kinda. the last hope for this franchise yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, it's, no, it's it's too. It's still too big to die. It it won. It's, it even if it fails, it's gonna come back because it's. Still too big. I think that it's in quite safe hands with J.J. Abrams. We're still getting Predator movies. It's to tell you how things can be resilient. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> they won't true. let it die. That's true. Alien uh, Covenant, baby. Alien Covenant. Oh, God. Oosh, oosh. That, that's a whole other no, story for another time. I did an episode about that. Yeah. So, oh, Did you watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? No, I haven't seen any of the new Jurassic Park stuff. Mm. Jurassic World or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. No. Any good? No. <laughs> but 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 the second one gets really silly at the end. Basically, it's like dinosaur in a castle. <laughs> a dinosaur in a castle? Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. There's a scene where basically a dinosaur winks at the camera. No. Basically. It doesn't wink, wink, but he winks. <laughs> like, I'm a it, dinosaur he, in a castle, basically, guys. Basically, he's like, basically, a dinosaur like looks into the camera and, and breaks the fourth wall. Kind of like, I'm going to get this guy. Feel, feel me it's like audience Deadpool, feel me. Deadpool in, in the form of a dinosaur yes except um, it's so silly okay so, I mean so, so dinosaur silly. in a castle on, on, it's it, on its own is a great idea it's silly fun but it's not like it's not good fun it's just silly bad movie fun dinosaur in a castle I'm into that idea now because yeah. you've got you had dinosaurs in a park mm-hmm. dinosaurs in a city mm-hmm. uh, and now dinosaurs in a castle dinosaurs, like dinosaurs in space is, the, is surely the logical conclusion to this yeah yeah, they need to. I think that the next one is probably dinosaurs in the city again. Yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm not going to spoil everything, but knowing how this one ends, dinosaurs in the city, what dinosaur in California, what, the baby. La, the, la, the last scene is like this, uh, a velociraptor, like uh, uh, like pr- printing some <laughs> plane tickets to to L.A. or something. 
and no, winking it, at the camera, like, okay, folks, next film, dinosaur yeah. in the big city. Putting on a, a uh, hat <laughs> to go on holiday. <laughs> It'd be like Crocodile oh, one Dundee. One of those straw hats. Yeah, exactly. Like the uh, dinosaur. Country, not a knife. Country boy. This di- is a knife. That's not a claw. This is a, <laughs> this this is is a claw. claw. Uh, yeah. No, it's basically like a dinosaur overlooking, like, highway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we, like, we need to... Uh, let me wrap this up, okay? Yes, so, the do. new Star Wars film, um, yeah, The Last Hope or The, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean... I Who's the Skywalker? J, I don't know. J. Bra- <laughs> J. 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 Abrams uh, has got his work cut out. It's going to be very hard for him to manage to wrap this all up um, without it being a stinker, but... Uh, We'll see. We should go into it with no expectations at all. I'm always hopeful. Yeah. And in terms of Avengers Endgame, the film comes out... uh, Three hours and two minutes. Three hours and two minutes long. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bring a snack, people. Even longer than even longer than this episode of Luke's English Podcast. <laughs> um, bring a bring a diaper or nappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or just don't drink any water for for about twenty four no. hours before no. you go and see the film. No, no, no. And uh, well, you'll either e- e- either you'll you'll um, uh, either either you'll die of thirst. <laughs> Uh, or you will pee your pants, yeah. uh, or maybe you'll eat your neighbor. Who knows? Who knows? You might snack on three your neighbor. Hours. I mean, I've been to three hours movie, but <sighs> no, I'm, I actually I'm fine with it because I'm, I, I'm fine with it. I, I trust them, so it's fine. Yeah, I just I want to watch but three the hours. No, the notion of three hours is like ugh, I, I'm fine, but it's kind of I'm wow, okay. Three I'd, hours. I'd rather you know. I'm, I'm okay Oof. with. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Let's I've, go. I've Let's go. Start, I, I want to watch three hours worth of Let's Avengers. Finish it. Um, and so we will see what it's like. And in the end, I mean, none of this is important at all in the great scheme of things. I mean, there are well, far more, far more important things going on in the always, world. There's always far more important things going in the world, which makes it worthy. What the movie? I like the movie. Entertainment and culture are part of. Important things. Yeah? Yeah, they're how, good. How? Because they make you feel good. They make you feel good. It's... We we haven't... Human beings always have a knack for storytelling. We like it. We connect... It helps It helps us connect to others and the real world. It's... it's art is not useless. So, it's sure, it's not the most important thing. But it, it is important to yeah. go have some, you know... Yeah, entertainment to, you know, enjoy things. So go you know, see the film. We, we are lucky enough to be able to enjoy those things, and I think we should. If we, you know, if not a movie, go to a museum. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, folks, thank you for listening all the way to the end yeah. of this, or uh, subscribe to the premium vocabulary to get your grammar. Yeah. To yeah. get your grammar. That's stuff. also good. Work on your English, baby. Yeah, and uh, hopefully by the by the, at this point in this episode, my yeah. audience are not like Tony Stark. At the beginning of Avengers Endgame, you know, uh, uh, oxygen is going to run out in two minutes. Which is the worst kind of a drift. No food and water. There's no worst kind of a drift. To be adrift. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst. To be in the depths of space with no food or water, you Mm. can't be Mm. more adrift Mm. than Mm. that, can you? He's cast away. He is. (laughs) That would have been interesting. A whole kind of Tom Hanks cast away Iron Man kind of thing. Yeah. Just throw Tony Stark into different situations and see what kind of technology he can create (laughs) in order to get out of it. If if they had thrown... This is the last thing we're going to say. If they had thrown Tony Stark onto that desert island instead Mm. of Tom Hanks in cast away, (laughs) would he have escaped more quickly, do you think? I think he would have turned Wilson into some kind of inflatable balloon. To inflatable suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have worn Wilson like a 
like a, a like some kind of <laughs> yeah, Iron yeah, Man yeah. suit. He would have right? ripped up and that Wilson. He would have been Don't inside yeah. Wilson <laughs> in in a matter of minutes. Yeah, exactly. Floating back out into the sea. Exactly, like Leo and the the horse in the Revenant. Oh God, yeah. Have you watched the Revenant? I have seen the Revenant. Where Leonardo DiCaprio climbs inside a horse. Yeah, for warmth and uh, his whole bedding. body, his whole body, not just part of it, <laughs> as well. I talked about that on the podcast as well. All, all right. these big moments in cinema, they've all been discussed and That's dealt awesome. with. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, ladies and gents, I, there might be a little outro from me at the end of this, but anyway, I'll say yes. to you now: thank you for coming on. To thank the podcast. you so much for allowing me to ramble about those movies it's a, it's a pleasure um, yeah. and I hope you enjoy the film uh, I'll see you again when uh, on the other side maybe we can have a chat and see sure. see uh, what we thought of it in in private or uh, on or off the record one of the two it depends on on, on the responses we get to this episode <laughs> and people are like I am I, I am uh, yeah. my last breath I'm typing this comment please don't talk about this anymore you should have gone for his head <laughs> you should have gone for the head <laughs> exactly um, okay folks all right. Well, Fred, have a nice Thank uh, you very much. Have a nice evening. Have a nice I'll, evening I'll, as well. I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. So that was all very quick and rapid fire conversation there with Fred. I'd like to say thanks again to Fred for coming on to the podcast and sharing his uh, thoughts and ideas uh, with us. So this is now my ending monologue. I'm going to give a monologue at the end. Uh, I use the word monologue meaning just one person talking on their own. But the word monologue, it makes it sound kind of serious and important, doesn't it? Anyway, I'm now going to talk on my own about some stuff that uh, wasn't mentioned in that conversation. Okay? And really, I'm going to talk about fan theories and various other ramblings about the characters uh, which are probably going to appear in Avengers Endgame. So fan theories. I do take theories with a pinch of salt. If you take something with a pinch of salt, it means you you kind of uh, take something, but you don't fully believe it. You don't put too much importance on it. So, for example, you know, if you if you if you got a friend called Dave who says lots of things, like he says, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna what what is it? I'm gonna uh, what's he gonna do?" Let's say Dave is a very angry kind of person, and he had an argument with someone at work. And you're having a drink with him afterwards, and Dave's like, "I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to throw, uh, I'm going to throw Steve out of the window on Monday. I'm so angry with him, I'm going to throw him out of the window." And you turn to your friend and go, "Don't worry about Dave. Just take it with a pinch of salt. Just take what he says with a pinch of salt. He doesn't really mean it. He's just angry." And your friend goes, "Well, I should hope so, because uh, if he is, if he does throw Steve out of the window, that would be that would be murder." wouldn't it? And you'd say, yeah, but take it with a pinch of salt. He doesn't mean it. All right. Strange example, but there you go. Anyway, so I take the fan theories with a pinch of salt. I suppose if you're a fan of these films and you've, you're still listening to this conversation, you probably know about fan theories and things like that. Anyway, I take them with a pinch of salt. Like Fred was saying, uh, I like to go into a film with no expectations, but with the intention to enjoy it. But nevertheless, I do quite enjoy considering the possibilities, and I quite like feeding my curiosity about what might happen next. So let me go through some of those fan theories now, and also share a few other thoughts before I go off to the cinema later this afternoon with my friend to see Avengers Endgame. So basically, uh, it seems that in Avengers Endgame, the 
the uh, Avengers and other remaining characters are going to find a way to basically sort of get revenge or to avenge the the deaths of their friends and well 50% of all life on earth on earth it's not just on earth is it it's it's the whole universe of all life i mean there are some things that uh that i don't uh, really understand but i probably shouldn't think about too much like is it 50% of all life that was uh, killed by thanos when he snapped his fingers with the infinity gauntlet 50% of all life so does that include things like fungus and bacteria and uh, viruses and plants and things like that like that fish uh i mean what can what counts as being life is it sentient life like humans that can think and maybe dolphins and 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 dogs and certain other animals that are fairly intelligent what how do we define life is it did all the trees and stuff die i mean is thanos a vegetarian is thanos a pescatarian i mean he's like yeah when when i say 50 percent of all life obviously i mean uh only uh, uh, animals not fish like where are you, where do you draw the line anyway 50 percent. i shouldn't think about these things too much right you're supposed to suspend your disbelief that's the idea so anyway, what was I saying? So the remaining characters, it looks like in this film, they're basically going to find a way to, uh, to, to, uh, to go and find Thanos and probably kill him, right? I think that's what this is all about. I've, I've read somewhere that it's going to be a bit like um, a, a heist movie. A heist movie. Those are those films where you get a bunch of characters getting together, planning how to steal something and then doing it. So you think of the Ocean's Eleven films, for example, where it's a, t- a team of people who get together and they, they've got, there's some, there's like money in a safe in a bank or in a, in a casino and they've got to find a way to get in there and steal the stuff and then get out. You know, like a bank robbery movie, heist movie. So this might be a bit like a heist movie in some ways that they're going to plan and execute some kind of robbery. Like maybe they're going to try and steal the infinity gauntlet or they're just going to get into a difficult situation um, and uh, achieve a specific goal and then get out alive. So either they're going to go in and steal the infinity gauntlet and then use it to undo the events of uh, infinity war, or they're going to go in and uh, like kill Thanos in some way or, and maybe somehow undo what he did when he snapped his fingers. Um, as far as I can tell, that's what it is. But also, this film is the culmination of this whole, uh, is it 21 or 22 film narrative arc. And so a lot of things are going to be concluded in this film. That's what the filmmakers, the Russo brothers and the producer Kevin Feige um, are saying, which seems incredibly ambitious I mean, it, the whole thing is actually mind-boggling in its scope and, it, and its ambition. That you get all of the storylines of all these different characters, and there are so many of them. And they're going to all somehow come together and conclude in a dramatic uh, and satisfying way, and in a way that um, still makes sense. I mean, it's, it makes my brain melt a little bit, just imagining what it must be like to plan a film like this. How do you do that? I mean, it's incredibly impressive. I hope that they that it works. I mean, I feel like Infinity War worked in that sense that you have all these m- different characters with different stories all coming together in a in a way that works. Will they be able to repeat it? 
with Avengers uh, Endgame. We'll see. We will see. Um, I haven't read any of the reviews. I'm trying to ignore all that stuff. But I, I do sort of have faith in the Russo brothers and Marvel Studios in general. Uh, they, they haven't dropped the ball yet. Not really. So hopefully they will manage to pull this off. And not just pull it off. Hopefully it's going to be good. Obviously, we, we hope it will be good. Um, anyway, so what about some of the theories? How are they going to get Thanos? How are they going to undo the events of the previous film? Well, there's, I mentioned at the beginning the, the, uh, the theory, the stupid idea that Ant-Man will uh, save the day by crawling inside Thanos and then expanding um, quickly. Uh, tearing him apart and killing him in a very unceremonious fashion. This, I think, is being called the Thanos theory. Anus, you see, anus, Thanos, anus, Thanos. It's, yeah. Do you see what they've done there? So this is just a stupid joke, but it's pretty amusing if you like that kind of thing. There are tons of memes, jokes, and Reddit threads about Ant-Man killing Thanos by shrinking down to a tiny size, crawling into Thanos' ear, or perhaps another orifice. Yes, it's his anus. And then expanding instantly, killing Thanos in the process. Let's just think about that for a second, all right? Now, I mean, there are very funny memes going around. Uh, I expect some of you have seen them. And if you just type in probably Ant-Man Thanos meme into Google and then image search, you'll see lots of different memes. Or go to Reddit and do a search for it. You'll you'll find all sorts of funny stuff being being shared uh, online. Um, but if we just actually think about it. So Ant-Man, as you know, is able to... He, he's got this special suit uh, developed by Hank Pym, who was played by Michael Douglas in the Ant-Man films. So Ant-Man's got this ability, basically, to shrink down to a tiny, tiny size and also to, to expand... Uh, to a huge size. He can be the size of a building, as we saw in Avengers, uh, what was it, Captain America's Civil War, and also uh, one of of the um, Ant-Man films where he grows really big. So he can be tiny, he can be really big, and he he can shrink and expand instantly. So the idea is that he finds a way to crawl inside Thanos. Now, it doesn't have to be up his bum, does it? doesn't have to be i mean if i was ant-man i would say do we have do i have to go in the bum can't i just go in his ear i mean to be honest ant-man could just crawl inside one of thanos's pores in in his skin you know your skin has all these little holes in it uh where the sweat comes out pores ant-man could just shrink down to that size and crawl inside uh the pores of thanos's skin or he could he could become so small he could just uh, crawl between the cells of his body or something so he doesn't have to go up his bum uh, but maybe it would be a good uh, dramatic uh, device that the bum would be more cinematic because we could see ant-man going on a little adventure through thanos's <laughs> um, through thanos's uh, what would it be his rectum through through the the sphincter up through the colon and into the um, into the intestines. Um, I mean, where what's what would be his target location? Right in the middle of his body. I think you'd go in the mouth, wouldn't you? If that was the case. Anyway, it doesn't have to be in the bum. He could just crawl into his ear, into his uh, um, you know, into his inner ear, 
and then expand, and that would probably do the job. Assuming that Thanos' body is like a human's body, uh, who knows? Maybe it's not. We don't know. But anyway, that's... I mean, will they even discuss it? Of course they won't discuss that. That's stupid. They're not going to do that. But it's quite fun to imagine it. But, you know, I was also thinking, can Ant-Man... Like, if he did expand inside Thanos, we know Thanos is very strong. So wouldn't Ant-Man just get crushed if he expanded inside Thanos? Wouldn't he just get crushed when he expanded? Maybe what they need to do is use one of these uh, shrinking suits um, and give it to Hulk. Because we know that Hulk is kind of indestructible. Or that's what we've been... That's what I thought he was. Although apparently if you punch him in certain places, then you can knock him out. Uh, But anyway, assuming that Hulk is basically indestructible, surely they should give the suit to Hulk and let Hulk jump in and then expand and that's it. But it would be a pretty short film if that was the case. It would just be 15 minutes or, or, you know, maybe there could be some cool scenes of him adventuring through Thanos' body while the rest of the Avengers try and keep him distracted. Three hours of that. Um, who knows? So anyway, that's that's that one theory. Other theories, well, let's see. There's the idea that maybe someone else is going to wear the Infinity Gauntlet, that they'll get the Infinity Gauntlet somehow. Maybe they'll distract Thanos again. Maybe Thanos will spend so much time running around trying to escape Ant-Man. You know, like the way when in the summer when you're trying to sleep in your bedroom and there's a mosquito in the room, and you have to stand up and sort of try and hunt the mosquito. And all of your attention is focused on finding the location of the mosquito and trying to kill it. Maybe that's what they'll do with Ant-Man and Thanos. Maybe Ant-Man will just sort of like buzz around, you know, flying on a little ant as the way he does. Maybe he'll buzz around Thanos, distracting him while Thanos is trying to sleep. Meanwhile, the rest of the Avengers are like, you know, stealing the Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe that's what will happen. Again, unlikely, but it's possible. But someone else might take the Infinity Gauntlet and wear it. Although, at the end of Infinity War, when Thanos clicked his fingers, the, the so much power was expelled from the Infinity Gauntlet that the gauntlet, as you can see, ends up being all burned and melted and damaged. So I don't know if the Infinity Gauntlet still works properly, whether you can st- you can use it again on such a large scale. Thanos does use it to disappear inside a wormhole. He kind of uh, escapes and he probably uses the time stone as well, maybe to uh, repair some of the injuries that he seems to sustain uh, on his body when he clicks his fingers. So I don't know if the Infinity Gauntlet is going to be in working condition or whether it's been repaired or what. But maybe someone they're going to steal it and someone's going to wear it and use it. But who could do that? In the comic books, it's Nebula. Nebula actually takes the gauntlet and uses it. Maybe Tony Stark, Iron Man, is going to use it. Maybe he'll develop some kind of special infinity suit because we know that Tony Stark is a genius and he can do all sorts of clever things with technology. So maybe he's going to develop some kind of suit that will allow him to wear the Infinity Gauntlet without you know, being killed. Maybe it's Captain America who's going to do it. Uh, maybe he'll sacrifice himself by putting on the Infinity Gauntlet um, and snapping his fingers. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be Hulk because Hulk is sort of strong enough and tough enough to do it. We will see. And it's just just speculation, isn't it, really, here? 
another idea is that Loki isn't dead. Now he he um he got killed apparently got killed at the end of uh, at the beginning of Infinity War when Thanos um like strangled him basically, throttled him. But the thing about Loki is that he's a he's tricky. He's a trickster. He's the god of mischief and he often fakes his own death. He keeps doing it. He keeps faking his death and then coming back. And there's a theory that uh, Loki didn't actually die and that he faked his death somehow. I don't know how he would do that. Maybe he was projecting himself. That that wasn't the real Loki that got killed by Thanos. Maybe he was just projecting an image of himself and that Loki, in fact, is still around. I don't know, but this this theory has some weight to it because we know that Tom Hiddleston, I think, was involved in shooting Avengers Endgame. So I think he's probably going to be in the film in some capacity, but maybe that'll just be in 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 the form of flashbacks, or maybe if the characters travel back in time, they'll go back to a time where Loki was involved in maybe the Battle of New York, and we'll see him again. I hope so, because he's a good character and Tom Hiddleston's always enjoyable to watch. I'm going to talk about potential deaths of characters, and then I'll go through the main characters that are still alive one by one and talk about them a bit. So, potential deaths. Characters might get killed off in this film in order to give closure to certain character arcs uh, or to add drama, an emotional punch to the story, because... I mean, that's that's off, often what happens. Characters often die in these films because it gives, yeah, more emotional punch and more drama. And characters might also die because some of the actors' contracts are expiring. And it seems that this will be the last film for some of these actors and therefore probably some of the characters too. Uh, I think that um, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is expiring with this film. I think that Chris Evans' contra- contract is expiring. Chris Evans is Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, of course. So it looks like this will be the last time we see Captain America and Iron Man. But, you know, anything's possible. They, they could sign a new contract, something like that. But as far as we know now, I think this is going to be the last appearance of those two characters and maybe other characters too. So what's going to happen? Are they going to die or is something else going to happen to them? Are they just going to go off and sort of like go off and lead another life away from these films? Let's see. I'm now going to talk about some of the main characters, what might happen with them and whether they will die in the film. So we'll start with Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers. Well, first of all, I hope none of them die. I hope none of the characters die. But I can imagine that Captain America will die just because it fits in with certain themes in his narrative. So he's willing to sacrifice himself for others. We see this when he jumps on a grenade in his first film. There's a kind of a a test where um, the soldiers um, in his team, in his team, is it a team? Soldiers in his band of soldiers, his regiment, are doing doing their training. And there's a test where a a grenade gets thrown into uh, the group and all the other soldiers run away. And Steve Rogers is the only one who jumps onto the grenade in order to protect the others. So he is willing to sacrifice himself. And this is a key moment in his character. This is one of the reasons why he is chosen for the super soldier program, because he is a genuine hero and he's the sort of person who would sacrifice himself. So this is a key part of his narrative. And so it's possible that 
he would sacrifice himself in this film to save the others because it kind of fits in with who he is and why he is such a hero. And also in other films, we see that he keeps saving other characters who try to sacrifice themselves. I think it happens a couple of times in infinity war vision, this character who's got an infinity stone in his head. Vision talks about how he should, um, they should remove the infinity stone and destroy it even though this would kill Vision in the process. And Vision is saying, yeah, let's do that. And Captain says, no, no, we don't trade lives. We don't trade lives is, his, is this catchphrase he keeps using, meaning we don't kill characters in order to save others. So I think it, despite saying this, he might trade his own life somehow uh, in order to um, save everyone. Maybe, Maybe he'll wear the Infinity Gauntlet and, and use it to, to undo the, the events of the last film. And this might kill him in the process. We don't know. But I'd like to think he doesn't die. Instead, I think it would be sweet if there was a way for him to go back in time to be with the love of his life, Peggy Carter. I think that would be uh, a nice um, thing. I, I think that would be very sweet. if Because they're going to be probably traveling through time. Maybe at the end of the film, there'll be a way for him to... Instead of just living in the present day, maybe he'll just be able to go back to uh, the 1940s and be with Peggy Carter and sort of live the rest of his days with her. But that would probably mean that he would not be a super soldier anymore. Because as far as I know, Steve Rogers, as Captain America, because he's a super soldier, uh, he's an enhanced human, his lifespan is probably going to be much longer so if he did go back in time to, to live with Peggy Carter and just live a normal life, he'd have to lose his powers. And if he lost his powers, would that mean he became he would become all skinny again? And if he was all skinny again, Peggy Carter might not fancy him. She might be like, oh, it's great that you've come back and we can live together now. But uh, anyway, you could maybe like have some of that special super soldier serum just so you could be the beefcake hunky guy that I fell in love with and he'd be like uh what don't you love me for who I am and then and then they break up and then he goes oh that was a mistake I wish I'd just stayed in the present day oh damn I don't know (laughs) it's fun to speculate though about these things what about Iron Man Tony Stark so maybe Tony will die because we know this is his last film but that would be really tragic I feel like that would be unfortunately tragic because he's always been trying to give up the Iron Man armor in order to be with his sweetheart, Pepper Potts. And in Infinity War, the two of them talked about the idea of getting married and having children and, and, and Iron Man sort of giving up the suit and just being a family man. They talked about it like he was ready to do it. And then Captain, what's his name? Uh, Doctor Strange comes in and goes, hey, you're Iron Man. We need you to help us, blah, blah, blah. And Iron Man's like, okay, one last job. And uh, his girlfriend, Pepper Potts, is like, oh, don't do it. Don't go. And he's like, I've got to do it. And But you promised not to. Oh, I've got no choice. Aliens. Um, it would be sad if Iron Man died. I think it, what would be much nicer if, would be if Iron Man retired at the end and went off to, to, to live his family life with the love of his life, Pepper Potts, and that they have children and they get married and stuff. Uh, I've got a feeling that that's what's going to happen, that they're going, he's going to retire to be with Pepper and they'll get married at the end of the film. That would be nice, wouldn't it? A marriage, a wedding at the end. 
rather than Tony Stark dying and leaving his the love of his life to be alone for the rest of her days without having their child, that would just be sad. It's possible. Maybe that this will be a very sad ending. I've got a feeling there will be a little happy ending for this character. I hope so. Also, Tony Stark seems to be important for the story because Doctor Strange in Infinity War asked Thanos to spare Tony's life in return for the Time Stone, saying that it was the only way. So I, I think that Tony Stark is too important to die. And also, in terms of his character development and character arc, I think it will it would just be really sad if he died. I don't know if the filmmakers want to do that to their audience. Instead, I, I hope that there'll be a nice happy ending of some sort. Thor. Uh, I don't think Thor will die because he's too powerful. I mean, I'm sure it's possible for him to die, but how? Uh, I don't know, but I just feel like he's he's too big, too powerful to just die. And I feel like his, again, his narrative is there's unfinished business with Thor. I think that um, he's probably going to go on to become, you know, Odin. Odin, his his father, played by Anthony Hopkins, was kind of sort of like the king of the of the universe or something. Or certainly one of the most powerful characters in the universe. Um, the king of Asgard. I think Thor, I feel like he needs to complete his character arc by ultimately becoming the king of Asgard and reuniting his people and setting up Asgard in a new place and then being the king and you know living to old age as a king. I think that is more likely. And I think they're talking about making a four... A, a Thor 4. 4 Thor? A 4 Thor. A, a Thor f- Thor. Oh, it's difficult to say. A Thor 4. Th- th- uh, I think they're making a Thor 4 in a few years. So that's the fourth Thor film. The fourth Thor. Th- 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 Thor and Thor. Maybe there'll be a new character called Thor. And it'll be like th- Thor, but four Thors. That would be good. Uh, I mean, that will be after this film when the Marvel's, Marvel Studios are really trying to stretch out their ideas. And like, we've got a new idea. It's, uh, it's We're going to call it Thor. Uh, okay, tell me more. Basically, it's Thor, but four of them. Okay. And they'll be like, mm, not sure this is going to be a success in some countries where they can't do TH sounds. Like, this isn't going to work in France. They can't do TH sounds. Well, we'll call it Saw instead. There's already a film called Saw. It's a horror film. Okay, we're about Thor. No, it's just not going to work. Okay, cancel the Thor Thor project. And why would there be four Thors anyway? Maybe the... uh, Never mind. Um, Anyway, Thor had an amazing character arc. When I say arc, I mean like a narrative story going going... Uh, from one place over to another place that we call it a narrative arc or character arc, A-R-C, like a curved line from one place to another place in, a, in terms of a character's story. So Thor had an amazing arc in Infinity War, going from like losing all these people that he loved and then, uh, and, and then going off to create this new axe, which is so important for his character and nearly dying in the process, and then coming back to take revenge, and then ultimately failing. Uh, I think that was an interesting storyline. 
Uh, and also, there, he had a brilliant entrance onto the battlefield in Infinity War, you know, when he arrives and he goes, bring me Thanos! And everyone in the cinema goes, oh, wow! That was pretty cool. So what's he going to do in this one? Is he going to get his revenge? We will see. No, 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 no. And what about Hulk, Bruce Banner? So we saw in the uh, in Infinity War, uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk were having some issues because Hulk was like, "No, no, no, I'm not, I'm not up for this. You keep just, you're just using me. Whenever you have a problem, you're just like, get, get Hulk. Like, I don't want to be used anymore. I want you to respect me, Banner." So Bruce Banner and Hulk are having their issues. So maybe in this film, they're somehow going to sort out their issues. I don't know how. Maybe they'll get some counselling or therapy together. Uh, <laughs> imagine having, imagine being a therapist, like a psychotherapist, and uh, your secretary saying, so we've got a new client for you. Um, he's just going to come in now. And in walks uh, Bruce Banner. And you say, okay, what seems to be the problem? And Bruce Banner goes, well, I'm having a few personality issues. Uh, and, uh, let me show you, you know, like, whoa, you're going to have to pay me more for this job. Anyway, Hulk, I don't think Hulk is going to die either. Instead, it's more likely that he'll make peace with his alter ego, Bruce Banner, and they will combine to create some sort of new Hulk that combines Banner's intelligence with Hulk's power. Some people call this Professor Hulk. I think there's uh, there are there are storylines in the comic books like this where Banner learns how to control Hulk and Hulk accepts his role and they kind of combine together to create this intelligent Hulk who's still powerful but he's kind of un- he's got his got himself under control a bit more. Maybe that's what's going to happen. We will see. Black Widow, otherwise known as Natasha Romanoff, played by Scarlett Johansson. Black Widow might die, I suppose. I mean, anyone, any of them could die, but I don't feel like it's going to happen with her. Hopefully, she'll find a way to be with Bruce Banner because um, I found that romantic storyline from, um, what was it, Avengers Age of Ultron. I found that romantic storyline to be quite touching. And I think it would be sweet for Natasha to find some love in her life after basically her emotional life was taken from her while being trained as an agent. Like, Natasha Romanoff is badass and cool and awesome and stuff, but under the surface, there's a a bit of tragedy and sorrow in there, considering basically she's just been trained from a young age to be an assassin. She never had sort of emotion, an emotional life or emotional fulfillment, and it would be nice if she could find love with Bruce Banner and that they could find a way to make it work. I think that would be sweet. And I I just feel like Natasha Romanoff is not going to die. Why would she die? I don't see any precedent for that in um in the uh, in the film so far i think it's more likely that she will find sort of some emotional peace or something or maybe she will find some kind of um um i don't know find some kind of emotional emotional satisfaction with banner basically they're gonna have sex they're gonna have sexual satisf uh they're gonna have sex with her i don't know how that would work it's probably not really a good idea to talk about it is it Luke? No, no. Like, mm, like, especially since Banner and Hulk are going to come to some agreement and maybe Banner is going to be able to control his hulking abilities. <laughs> that could be interesting in the bedroom. That's it. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Anyway, Hawkeye, who is also called Clint Barton, and I think he might be called Ronin in this film. So Hawkeye, according to the trailers, 
Hawkeye is back. He's the guy who shoots the arrows. He's back, but he seems to have gone all emo. By um, by emo, I mean like emotional hardcore. You know these guys who listen to like gothic music and and they kind of have spiky shaved hair and they wear like um, like gothic makeup and they're all sort of very emotional and 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 sad all the time. So he seems to have gone all emo. I mean, he's dark. He's he's perhaps on some kind of revenge mission in Japan, fighting against the Yakuza or something. People are saying that this is his other incarnation from the comic books, Ronin. Uh, he's using some kind of samurai sword in the trailer. Also, he has a new haircut, which sometimes looks cool. Like In some of the pictures, it looks quite cool. And then sometimes it just looks terrible. I don't know what the deal is with his new haircut. Why has he got a new haircut? Maybe he lost his family during the snap when Thanos um, snapped his fingers. They, some people are calling it the snap. I think the official name for that is the decimation. Maybe Hawkeye lost his family during the decimation and now he's grief stricken and he's gone all emo. And in a lapse of judgment, he got this weird haircut. What's he doing in Japan? We don't know. I read one theory which said that he was on a mission to track down the remains of Mule... Mjolnir. Do you know what Mjolnir is? That is um, Thor's hammer, which was crushed into pieces by Thor's evil sister Hela in Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if there's any truth in this, but it's an interesting idea that maybe the Avengers have decided that they need everything they can get in order to uh, destroy Thanos. And maybe they're thinking, well, we can get Mjolnir back because the remains of the hammer that were crushed by, by Hela... Those remains, maybe they can get those bits together and reforge Mjolnir, and then we'll have another super-duper awesome weapon that either Thor could use. Imagine if he's got Warhammer in one hand, Mjolnir in another hand. That would be pretty cool. Or maybe Captain America could be the one to wield Mjolnir, because we saw in Age of Ultron, you know, they were doing that competition, they were like playing around with Mjolnir, the thing about Mjolnir is, this hammer, is that you can only pick it up if you are worthy, if you're pure of heart and worthy. I don't know how uh, you decide who is worthy and who is not, but you've got to be a certain, like, a certain kind of purity of heart, whatever that means. None of the characters can move uh, Mjolnir. None of them can pick it up except Thor. Vision could do it, which is a kind of mysterious thing about Vision. But also, when Captain America tried to lift it, it did move. It moved briefly. So there is the sense that maybe if Captain America really wanted to, if he focused, if he uh, you know, was in the right situation, that he might be able to lift it and wield it. So maybe Hawkeye's on a mission to track down the broken pieces of Mjolnir. The theory that I read was that the Yakuza were um, in possession of these pieces. How they got it, I don't know. But maybe Hawkeye's going to, to get the pieces together so they can reforge Mjolnir to give Captain America the ultimate weapon that he could use to fight Thanos. I don't know. It sounds a bit far-fetched, but it's possible. Anyway, I'm glad that Hawkeye is back because he's he was one of my favourite characters. Uh, he's, he's a more down-to-earth and normal person who has a family and no superpowers. And I think this makes him pretty human and relatable. He has a few funny lines in the films as well. Uh, there are some theories that he'll pass on his skills to his daughter, maybe. Perhaps uh, he lost 
all his family or maybe part of his family or maybe it's just his daughter that's still alive because there is you see footage of of him training his daughter how to shoot arrows uh in in one of the trailers so maybe clint will pass away to be replaced by his daughter uh who will go on to become uh, a character in the next phase of the the films then we've got ant-man also known as scott lang i really enjoyed the ant-man films but all of that stuff about the quantum realm made my head spin a bit i know it's all just comic book entertainment and it doesn't have to make sense but i don't really get the quantum realm i know it's essentially another dimension if you shrink so small, you eventually get to another level of reality where the normal laws of physics don't apply, and this is the quantum realm. But anyway, Ant-Man was in there, in the quantum realm, collecting quantum energy, whatever that is. In, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, there's a lot of talk of quantum this and quantum that. It, it seems you just put the word quantum in front of anything, and that kind of, that's like, fine, that makes sense. So it's like, how are you going to do it? Uh, I'll just use quantum energy. Like, when you're in the quantum realm, you might get hungry. Don't worry, I'll bring some quantum sandwiches with me in my quantum lunchbox. And I'll have a quantum can of quantum Coke to to refresh me. You know? I I don't know. Anyway, so Ant-Man was in the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. When, at the same time in the timeline, Thanos snapped his fingers. So he survived the decimation. So assuming that he can find his way out of the quantum realm, he now has the suit and that portal van thing. I don't really understand it either, but the um, Michael Douglas's character, Hank Pym and his wife developed this special van and and their daughter as well. Uh, They all died in the decimation. They all got dusted. Uh, But the van thing, which is like this portal, which can send Ant-Man into the quantum realm, that van is still there. So if Ant-Man can get out of the quantum realm, he's got the van, he's got the ability to get in and out of the quantum realm. And we see in the trailer that he then goes to the Avengers base with the van. So perhaps the Avengers can use Ant-Man's technology to travel through time, because apparently there are wormholes or time holes in the quantum realm. So he might do a kind of Marty McFly from Back to the Future and somehow contact the Avengers in the past and then alter the course of history. Um, We know that messing with time travel in films makes things very complex and prone to paradoxes and stuff. But time travel can be a cool way to solve certain problems in films, like in the X-Men Days of Future Past story, in which Wolverine is somehow sent back to the 70s, where we get a cool new story. So uh, Ant-Man could be one of the most important characters. Maybe he's going to go back to the events of previous films in order to find some way to attack Thanos. And there, there are theories that we're going to go in the film, we're going to revisit some other scenes, like maybe the Battle of New York from Avengers Assemble, the, the, the first Avengers film. Um, maybe we're going to revisit the Battle of New York because the, in, that, in that battle in New York, there was a, like a wormhole that opened up above the city and it allowed Thanos to send in his Chitari army to attack New York. I don't remember why they were attacking. Were they trying to steal the, the Tesseract? I think it was all part of Thanos' attempt to get all of the Infinity Stones together. I'm not really sure why it happened, but there was a wormhole, if you remember. So maybe that would be their opportunity to travel to, to Thanos before he's collected all the Infinity Stones in order to kind of do a bit of a, a Terminator Sarah Connor on him. 
like kill him before he gets the chance to do all those other things. We will see. Captain Marvel. Now, I don't completely understand Captain Marvel and her powers. I saw the film in the cinema. I thought it was all right. There are some people talking about this. Oh, God. So the, the politics about it. Any film that's got a strong female character, people, people start to lose their minds and say it's some sort of big load of feminist propaganda. I, ha- I did not notice any of those things. And I think that that's a bit of a stretch. I think that um, there's a difference between making one film out of, like, however many, 21 films. One film's got a, a, a female lead. And uh, some people just start to lose their minds and say, it's feminist propaganda. It's like, calm down. There's How many other films are there that feature male leads that are all about men doing, doing you know, male things? And you get one film that sort of pushes a female character, a powerful female character, and people start to lose their minds about it. I don't know. I think it's, I think that that's a little bit too too much. Anyway, so my problem with Captain Marvel is just that I thought that it was a bit, I don't know, I just, I found that the directing to be a bit bland and it was okay. The character, the actress, she's okay, but she seems a little bit charmless. I think she's a great actress, Brie Larson. I think she's a good actress. She's done really good performances in other films, but something about her, she just doesn't seem to have the charm that you would want from these films. Like some of those characters, some of the actors in this um, film universe are incredibly charming and funny and charismatic. But Brie Larson seems a bit sort of cold and a bit, even a bit arrogant in some ways. That's nothing to do with politics and feminism, in my opinion. It's more just, just the way, just the way she conducts herself. I don't know what I'm talking about, really. I'm not sure what it was about Captain Marvel that didn't really grab me. Um, I just found her powers to be a bit ambiguous and a bit weird. And like, what? What? Uh? I prefer the smaller things. I prefer the the, the smaller scale uh, characters and the and the humorous stuff. I found some of Captain Marvel to be a bit humorless and a bit sort of serious, but I still enjoyed it. Anyway, I don't completely understand Captain Marvel and her powers. 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 That's not a word, Luke. Powers. Apparently. She's one of the most powerful characters. She can fly. She can kind of glow up with super energy and become indestructible. She got her power from the Tesseract somehow. I'm not sure if she is immune to the powers of the Infinity Gauntlet. How powerful is she? If Thanos tried to, like, blast her with all of his Infinity Stones, could she, could, could she stop it or would she be killed? I don't know. Can she just fly towards Thanos and just blast him into smithereens? I don't know. From what we see in the trailers, it seems to me that Captain Marvel is a little bit too keen to just go and kill Thanos. From some of the trailers and footage that's been shown on online, basically Captain Marvel's kind of, she turns up and she goes, right, so what's going on? And they all they all say, oh, Thanos is a bad guy and he killed like half the people in the universe and, you know, we really need to kill him. And she goes, well, well let's just go and get him. I'll, you know, you didn't have me before and I'm amazing, so I'll go and just kill him. And the other Avengers are like, well, it's not as simple as that. And she's like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. Let's just go and get him. So it seems to me that she's a little bit too keen to just go and kill him. Maybe arrogantly assuming that she's powerful enough to stop him. 
Maybe her overconfidence will be a weakness and this might end in failure somehow. This is a three-hour film, so I expect that we will see the characters going to get Thanos, probably failing, everything going badly, stuff going wrong, and then trying to then find another way to get him. I think it's, you know, we're going to see several attempts to, 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 to take down Thanos. So I don't think it will be as easy as just flying into space, finding Thanos, and then Captain Marvel just blasting him. You know, this is a three-hour film. There will be more to it than that. And I reckon something is going to keep her powers in check. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she'll go in all gung-ho, like, I'll just go and blast him. And she goes to blast him and Thanos is like, uh, 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 infinity gauntlet, pew. And she'll be like, oh no, I didn't expect that. And then the other characters will be like, we told you. And she'll be like, oh no, I'm all, I'm all weak and uh, what am I going to do? And then by the end of the film, she'll get her powers back and, you know, everything will be okay again. I don't know. Again, I mean, I'm just speculating. Uh, Rocket Raccoon. I talked about him with Fred and I really like this character. He's a, he's a raccoon, first of all, which is very strange. And he's, he's kind of alone in the universe. There's no one else like him. So I, I like that about him. Also, he's, he's got certain kind of personality traits, which are, you know, he's not a perfect character. He's got lots of um, issues which I find interesting and, and often quite funny. So I have no idea what part he will play in this, except as the pilot of the spaceship that's going to fly the Avengers into space to get Thanos. Hopefully we'll see some funny and touching moments from him. After all, he is the only member of the Guardians of the Galaxy left alive. I'd like to see him be reunited with his friends, especially Groot. Now he's, he's completely alone again, although he's probably been accepted by the Avengers, so he has another new family of sorts. But still, he's bound to be sad about the loss of his friends, Groot, and the other Guardians. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Then there are like other characters like War Machine, otherwise known as James Rhodes. That's like uh, Iron Man's friend who has uh, a special suit, a bit like the Iron Man suit. I've got no idea what's going to happen to him. I've seen nothing about his storyline, not really any theories about him, but I expect he will still be an, an important member of the team somehow. Um, Nebula. So Nebula is one of Thanos' um, adopted daughters. There was Nebula and Gamora. Gamora gets killed by Thanos in Infinity War. He sacrifices her in order to get the Soul Stone, which is a very important moment. She's almost like the Thanos' conscience or something. She's a really important character, Gamora. Now, she's, she's actually dead, so I'm not really talking about her, but she may be still an important character, especially if she's still alive in the, in the Soul Stone somehow. But Nebula, uh, Gamora's sister... So she's one of my favourite characters, actually, because she's been through so much pain at the hands of Thanos. So I'm kind of sympathetic to her. But she's so determined to keep going. I find it funny and touching that she was so hell-bent on getting revenge on her sister Gamora. You know, she was always, like, trying to get Gamora, but she always lost against her. And eventually, she just reveals to Gamora that she just always wanted a sister which I found sweet. Like she's trying to get revenge. She keeps losing. Gamora keeps beating her quite easily. And then eventually Nebula's like, oh, oh God, I can't do this anymore. You know, I just, I just really wanted a sister. That's all I ever wanted. I thought that was sweet. I also feel sorry for, for her. As Thanos' adopted daughter, adopted against her will, she has a lot of personal reasons for wanting to stop him. 
She might even be the one who has more grievances against him than any of the others. Perhaps she'll be the one to kill him in the end. In the comics, she does actually wield the Infinity Gauntlet at some point. Thanos, though, takes revenge on her in a pretty cruel way by turning her into some kind of zombie, I understand. So Nebula's got a pretty dark and tragic storyline in the comics. I hope that doesn't happen in the film. I hope she gets redemption in some way. Um, Then there's Okoye. She's one of the bodyguards of T'Challa, that's Black Panther, who fought against Thanos' army on Wakanda. Black Panther was dusted when Thanos snapped his fingers, so I don't know what Okoye is going to do. Maybe she'll join the Avengers because she's a powerful fighter. Or maybe she'll stay in Wakanda. Who knows? I like the actress who plays her. She's also Michonne in The Walking Dead. So I'm always happy to watch her on screen. She's pretty intense and just enjoyable to watch. By the way, just breaking away from the subject here. By the way, if you're still listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about... If you don't know the films, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War and and the Marvel Universe is not something you're familiar with and you're still listening to this, right? Now, if you're confused and this doesn't make any sense to you and you're just thinking, Luke, what are you talking about? As I said before, you need to be familiar with these films. Otherwise, this is just going to seem like rambling nonsense. Okay, just saying. So if before you kind of think, but Luke, what are you talking about? This is all nonsense. Yeah, you need to see these films in order for this to make sense. I mean, I'm assuming that that's just obvious okay all right let's keep going there are other characters as well like valkyrie from thor ragnarok apparently she's going to make an appearance pepper potts played by gwyneth paltrow i think she might appear in the film i think she survived the snap and then there's wong who's the guy who used to uh, like work with uh, doctor strange at the sanctum santorum he's a sorcerer he's in infinity war maybe he'll be in it too now I think we're pretty much finished here. I bet I've missed something or someone. There are loads of other theories and things to ramble about, but I think I'll stop here. Please add your comments if you have other things to add or if I've missed something. Also, by the time you listen to this, the chances are that you might have seen the film and all this speculation and guesswork will be redundant. Still, it's it's fun to talk about this stuff. If you have seen the film, please don't put spoilers in the comments section, all right? Or if you do put something with spoilers just put spoiler warning at the top of your comment if you want more of this kind of thing if you want more superhero rambling um there are a few episodes in the archive so i talked about superheroes a couple of years ago when captain america civil war was released i did a couple of film club episodes about civil war um film club he says typing um but also uh, i recorded a conversation with another geeky friend of mine which was all about superheroes their powers and their background stories and we talk about pretty much every character i think those episodes are linked on the page for this episode but basically the the two film club episodes about captain america civil war were episodes 347 and 348 and the one about um who's the best superhero like listing all of the superheroes and giving their powers and stuff that was episode 349 so if you want to go back into the archive for more superhero stuff then you can but for now that's it uh okay that's it then um it's now uh about 12 30 uh it's about 12 30 my time as i'm recording this i'm going to see the film later on this afternoon so i need to now 
work pretty hard to uh, get all of this, get this episode, um, uh, like, um, what? What am I saying? What are you saying, Luke? I need to get this episode uploaded and published, and then I can actually go and see the film, and we'll see what happens. Three hours and one minute long. I'm wondering how I'm going to get through that. Am I going to survive without taking a toilet break? When am I going to take my toilet break? How am I going to do that without missing something important? I don't know. Maybe I'll just hold on. Maybe I'll just sort of cross my legs and just hold on until the uh, end of the film. Or maybe I'll just do a very quick um, ninja mission to the toilet and back into my seat without missing anything important. Uh, but who knows? I'm very happy that it's over three hours long because I'm just looking forward to really indulging in in a long Avengers film. Okay. All right. That's it then for this episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this and uh, leave your thoughts in the comments section. Maybe after the after I've seen the film, I'll give a few thoughts in another episode. I don't want to go on too much about this stuff because I know that some people are not into it. So I can't I can't spend too long on it. I can't do too many episodes, but maybe at some point, maybe in a, in a rambling episode in like a, you know, those episodes I do from time to time where I just give news and just sort of ramble on a little bit. Maybe I'll like mention my thoughts about the film then. And probably after a few weeks, after I expect most people have seen the film, most people who want to see it will have seen it by then. Maybe I'll then do some kind of spoiler, spoiler filled uh, conversation about it. We will see. But I look forward to reading your comments. Just watch out for spoilers if you've already seen the film. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are a great audience for sticking with uh, with the podcast over the years. And, um, you know, all the best for you and your English. And I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.